welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And, uh, okay, I'm going to start. I'm just going to start it off. Big announcement, we're on iTunes now, so. Oh my god. Yeah, it was yeah. super I was easy. Gonna, I was going to try and do some kind of, like, sneak it in there, like, hey, I... I heard of this great new podcast on oh, iTunes. Oh, damn it. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. We're on iTunes. Hooray. Oh, uh, I ruined, I ruined the, the bit. <laughs> it wasn't a great bit. Don't feel too bad. Okay. I just, I wanted to say uh, something before I just forgot because yeah, that that's is. That's valid. That's uh, a, a valid concern when you're dealing with me. Is things but getting forgotten. you didn't remember to put us on iTunes, so we're on iTunes now, which is yeah. exciting. It's it's funny because I grown up podcast. Yeah, we're a real real grown up podcast now. We just need uh, a Patreon and, and and a sponsorship from Audible. Yeah, and a sponsorship from Audible. <laughs> I was I was actually thinking about that earlier today. I was like, oh man, Rod. We're on iTunes now. The sky's the limit. Let's let's get us an Audible sponsorship or a a loot crate. We could do uh, audio unboxings of loot crates. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are the ones that that I'm like all that are uh Squarespace yeah. is the other one that 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 basically supports every single goddamn podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh uh Nature Box. I feel like does a lot of them. Hang on, okay, I'm I'm looking it up. Podcast sponsorships, the ultimate guide. Let's see if this lists. This might just be a thing of how to get sponsors. Uh, I mean, that's a useful list. Save that one. <laughs> huh. Huh. Uh, this is this is all like business talk and metrics, and I'm gonna close this tab immediately. <laughs> We don't want no businesses. We don't, I, don't, I don't think we probably have enough listeners to get a sponsorship. I assume uh, that probably not. I assume that people have to listen to the podcast before they'll pay no. to do it. I mean, maybe that's wrong, but that, that's my default assumption. Yeah, that's a Take valid assumption, but also audible. So <laughs> I know, I know, there's a, I know there's a company that um, it's a monthly subscription box that sends you tea, which is the only monthly subscription box that I would ever conceivably be interested in. Um, hmm. Maybe we can get them to sponsor me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I have mixed feelings on monthly subscription boxes because, like, there's a lot of them that I would try, except that it, it always – I always look at it and go, like, okay, but I could just buy all this stuff for myself and it would be cheaper. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't I don't want to have a bunch of shit sent to me every month and only like one of the items. Yeah, so. and I mean it's it's better for like the ones that are at least consumables, where it's like you're they're sending you food or drinks or something that you'll use. But yeah. like like loot crate and stuff, it's like man, after like one year of this, you're gonna have just so much shit in your house. Yeah, like here's a bunch of of cheap. Cheaply mass-produced pop culture crap. Like that's I want that. cool, I guess. I've never been a big uh, collector of things. I have 
three amiibos, and I have no desire to buy any more amiibos. Uh, and I've got a bunch of candles, but I like candles, so. I, I am a big collector of things, and that's kind of the problem. Uh, <laughs> because I, I have self-control issues on that front. <laughs> I mean, I generally, like, I don't do the loot box things, because it's just bad business. But I've started doing the Humble Bundle monthly subscription. Oh, yeah. Because I've, it's such good value. Yeah, I've heard that it's actually, like, a really good value. And I, I have considered subscribing to Humble Monthly. It's just that I... I have so many games. I was going to say, we all, have, we all have way more games than we can actually play. Yeah, like, I... Yeah, I mean, I haven't played any of the games I've gotten. <laughs> so, so I, what, we're doing, what we're doing here right now, this is an anti-sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> this is us talking about why we don't like common subscription yeah. services. I mean, I I even have Twitch Prime, and I have never, ever redeemed a game from Twitch Prime. And I have only once... Oh, no. I just My computer just made a beep for anyone who's listening. Uh, it's it's the call recorder asking me if I want to up, update the call recorder. Get out of here. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the only thing I have ever, like, taken from Twitch Prime is a bunch of dumb extra shit for Final Fantasy XV. Like, you get, like, a shirt with a chocobo on it and some other dumb crap that doesn't matter. So, so that's fine. But the nice thing about, I will say, on Twitch Prime, the nice thing about Twitch Prime is that at least you get a free subscription, so yeah. you can, like, support a streamer that you like, which I think that's pretty cool. That's true, and I forget to do is that. It's free. It is. You get, you get like every month you can just subscribe to someone, but it's not but a recurring subscription. Yeah, you need Prime. Which, which isn't free. Which isn't free. Actually. Yeah, no, but if you, if you already have Prime because you have like Amazon Prime. Yeah, or you whatever, get more stuff, but saying it's free, it's. It's, it's, it's free, free if you, it's free if you already have the service. It's like not a reason to go out and buy the service, but it's like, if you, you know, have Amazon Prime because you, you know, want to get free shipping or whatever, um, or because you want to watch their shows, like, then you also can support a streamer you like if you want. Yeah, I need to start yeah. doing that because I, I have done it in the past and then I just forget. Because I don't, I don't, I honestly don't frequent Twitch very much these days. Well, give me, give me a, a couple weeks to get my, my like tax documentation in order for Twitch, and then you can subscribe to me and give yeah. me that money. And you can remind me every month. <laughs> yeah, every time you <laughs> just... like, hey, have you renewed your script subscription to my stream? <laughs> yeah. Now, now the podcast is uh, a sponsor of Kyla's stream. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's coming full circle, baby. Um, yep. There was. Oh, I thought I had another point. I don't remember what it was, though. So that's, it doesn't matter. Not important. Go, go download it uh, on iTunes if you like stuff on iTunes. If you don't like stuff on iTunes, go to iTunes anyway and leave us a review. Because yeah. my understanding is that's important for some reason. I think it is super important for people to rate and review because I believe that gets us more visibility. Mm-hmm. So if you if you would not mind doing that, for us, please like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> yep. I mean, we're gonna do this either way, to be honest. Yeah. But 
if like you know if if like we could get if you do this then we can get interesting people as guests on the mm-hmm. podcast periodically because like people will actually be listening to the podcast occasionally yeah yeah and even if we don't get interesting guests we can have guests that are interesting to us because they're our friends yep and that that policy uh is pre-existing and it will continue into the future probably yeah. Like I I love listening to like the very early episodes of Night Vale where they're like, "Hey, if you think you have a cool idea for night like welcome to Night Vale, send us your ideas." From like back when they were a little podcast. It's yeah. like, "Oh, Jesus, there's no way they can support that." Nope. <laughs> but we're still little, so you can still just like message us and uh and get a guest spot and then when we're huge in the future you can say you know way back when you were a guest Mm -hmm. so get that clout cop on the clout train baby coming into the station i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah no we're a we're we're a good solid investment for the future is what i'm saying yeah we're like bitcoin coins yeah bitcoin (laughs) Fuck Bitcoin, uh, uh, Dogecoin, what other cryptocurrencies can I name? Ethereum, um, that's all I got. Three of them. What, what Earth else? Earthcoin. Earthcoin. Is Earthcoin a real thing? I thought Earthcoin no, was just a thing that Bell made up. Joke. Oh, oh yeah, it is. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Earthcoin. Am I the only one here who participates in this community? <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Alright. Right. Now I know Skug pr- participates in the community because he shows up in my streams sometimes. Oh. Yeah. You're EU friendly. <laughs> yeah, cause I'm like Sunday morning on, uh, in, uh, which of a FaceTime, Pacific time, instead of an evening program. Yeah. Alright. You, you got that time zone advantage going for you. Yep. I had, I, so, uh, on the subject of people's weeks, cause that's usually the thing we talk about first. Sure. Guys, I went to an awesome wedding last weekend. It was the greatest. Oh yeah, I saw pictures. Congratulations uh, on going to a wedding. My friend, well, my friend Asher got married. You guys know Asher. He's oh, yeah. the creator of the game threes. Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, Asher. Asher, yeah, friend and- of the podcast. Uh, but not from actually the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. Maybe someday I'll, I'll uh, we, we, if we play one of his games at some point, I'll see if he'll come and guest on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, so he got married. He's a married man now. And it was like the most adorable wedding. Um, they wrote their own vows and like everyone cried the entire time because they were just like really sweet and heartfelt. And, uh, they had for the reception, they had a little, um, like, like language cipher game 
where there was a like a thing on the back of people's name cards that you could find a, like a hidden thing and then you had to go ask the bartender about a thing and he gave you like a, a sheet of like incomprehensible runes and you had to do a thing by comparing people's name cards to find the key to solve the language and decipher the thing and then find a little suitcase that was hidden hidden in the venue and long story short i have Whoa. a tiny plastic gold trophy and it's adorable oh man that is that is the most game dev wedding reception i have ever heard of in my life yeah I, you know it kind of makes me mad because now two of my friends have had little games at their wedding and like because i got married before all my friends like that hadn't occurred to me oh, and yeah. i would totally do that now if i were planning my wedding again ah oh well I, it was fun if, if i had any ambitions of having like a real wedding with people in attendance I would do something like that, but I don't, so. <laughs> too, too antisocial for weddings. Anyway, congratulations to my friend Asher. Yeah. And a friend and his wife, Sienna, uh, who are both great people and who make an excellent couple, and I'm real glad I got to go to their wedding. And apparently people who know how to throw a hell of a good wedding. Yeah, they do. Damn. That's legit. They well, gave away as the as the like party favors. They gave away tiny little succulent cactuses. Oh, so I got a little succulent. Nice. I have named it Bert. Bert. That's a good sturdy name for a cactus. Yep. We uh, it's it's nice here. I mean, it snowed on Tuesday, but now it's nice. So we'll see how long this holds. But uh, we're getting into like gardening gardening season. So. Are you been... gonna do it? Are you gonna grow a vegetable? I okay. So a vegetable. I would totally grow a vegetable, but what I am super interested in right now, don't judge me, is beekeeping. I am oh. I am obsessed with the idea of getting a beehive out here. Um, I don't think that's do awesome. It. Yeah, don't do it. Why not? Bees are bees. Because there's bees everywhere. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. I mean, you, you think you get it, but then there's bees. Here's the thing, everywhere. though. You, you, you think of bees as small, bad, stingy boys. I think of bees or a beehive as a box that contains 10,000 small friends, and sometimes they give me sweets. And that's all I want out of a relationship, is for my friends to be able to fit into a box and give me sweets. I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We used, we used to have bees when I grew up. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're like, there's bees. You don't... I don't know. <laughs> it's good for the environment, though, because, like, we need more bees. And we've got a and whole mess of land out here, and I, I, I'm trying to, like, convince my parents to overseed some of their empty land with, like, clover or just, like, wildflower mix. And 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 then I can yeah, and buy if you a have box a lot of plants. If you have a lot of land, you could keep the bees far enough away from the house yeah. that you don't have like bees in the house. Yeah, yeah but there's bees. <laughs> they don't bother you if you don't bother them. I mean, look, there's bees, oh, but also in my dangerous. neighborhood. Also in my neighborhood, there are coyotes and fucking mountain lions. So like, bees are the last of my worries here. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't know. The coyotes don't really do a whole lot, and the, the mountain lions I don't think get back this far. But still, 
Yeah, you say that American about... animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> either either of those could eat probably any of your pets. Yeah, that was that was like the big thing um, that that my parents were like worried about when they moved out here was uh, making sure that the dogs didn't didn't get eaten by coyotes. But we never really see like we see them sometimes, but um, it's it's really rare. So yeah, coyotes are less likely to eat your dogs. A mountain lion will probably eat your dog. Yeah. Um, either a mountain lion or a coyote would definitely eat your cat. Yeah, but the cat um, does not go outside. So. But yeah, if it's an indoor cat, then that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And I mean, there's plenty of deer for them to eat, also. So. Uh, deer, deer are probably harder to catch than Fliffo, if yeah. we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But also more worth the effort, I would say. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, sometimes we get, like, little sickly deer. That Although, probably... I don't know if... The... Hmm? My understanding is that wolves, at least, like, subsist often largely on, like, field mice and stuff. Because, like, some sometimes during some seasons, it's just too much of a pain to hunt down the large game. Yeah, every and so you just eat a lot of small game. <laughs> yeah, every time I've seen a coyote, actually, they it's been uh, them sort of digging around the fence line looking for rodents. So, yep, mice and rabbits. Yep, that's that, that's where the that's where the bulk is. That's where the volume food is. It's not uh, it's not a single big meal, but it's like. Like a bunch of little meals. That's like the carb, the carb portion yeah, of the. I was gonna pyramid. say it's like eating a bunch of cereal instead of like having one steak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Basically, except it's all steak. It's like having steak cereal. <laughs> steak cereal? Is that just like beef jerky with milk poured on it? <laughs> that sounds beef amazing. Jerky. Beef jerky cut up into small pieces with milk poured on it. Or yes. like you throw it into a blender and you make a meat slurry. <clears throat> Never mind, I took it too far. I mean, <laughs> that almost works. Uh, that's probably a, a, a like local cuisine of some country. Probably. Like like milk like and meat. meat jelly. I'm sure meat jelly is definitely a thing that exists. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's definitely, I think. It's, yeah, it's, what is it, like, uh, aspic, I think is what it's called, where it's just, like, gelatinized broth, and then, and people in the 1950s would put, like, shrimps and vegetables into it, and it looks oh, awful. yeah, no, there's a, uh, there's a Hannibal episode where he makes that, and he makes, like, it's like a jello mold that looks like a little, like, pond, and he puts a bunch of, like, I don't know, fucking sardines or something in it, swimming around in a circle, chasing each other. God damn it! Oh, <laughs> uh, god, god damn it, Hannibal! <laughs> so that that show, if you ever like need something like fun to do for a little bit, uh, look up the blog of um, Janice Poon. Um, she is the like food curator on Hannibal, basically. The food stylist. Food uh, stylist yeah. on Hannibal. And, like, it was her job to come up with, like, all of the weird shit that they ate and, like, how it was dressed. And his he's always got, like, weird fucking stuff on the side of the dish. Oh, yeah, like, the garnishes tiny, are insane. Like, tiny rodent skulls and, <laughs> like... Yeah. 
snail shells and weird, like, porcupine quills. Whatever, like, weird shit. Whatever and shit so we found pretty. out in the garden. It's so bizarre. Uh, actually, that reminds me of, um, after I, after I played Final Fantasy XV, uh, I, I went in search of, uh, Ignis's recipes. And there, there are a whole bunch of people who have recreated, there's like an entire cookbook. Of, oh, yeah, of I think every I recipe that. in the I game recreated with varying levels of success because it was just a Reddit project, but still. That that's, fun. that's the kind of shit I like. Yeah, it's nice when, uh, when fans try and, and recreate stuff. There's a whole YouTube channel. I, I mean, Let's be honest. There's multiple there's YouTube many channels YouTube. on that subject. <laughs> yes. uh, but I've been I've I started watching one uh, on and off recently called Binging with Babish. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Where yeah, where mm-hmm. he like recreates stuff, and he does actually try and recreate the like roast leg in clay from Hannibal. Which yeah, just... I saw that. He um, what was he did something from Breath of the Wild, and that was like his first foray into video game food. And I I actually went on Twitter and I was like, look, dude. If you're doing video game food now, might I recommend the Sinner's Sandwich from Deadly Premonition? <laughs> uh, I will be awaiting that episode. Nice. Um, there was, what was one? Oh, um, there's like a an Archer short where he makes Eggs Woodhouse, um, which is like Eggs Benedict, but like the most insanely over-the-top rich Eggs Benedict you could possibly make. Oh, man. Um, and so he he recreates that, and then he tries to eat it, and he basically says like, "I took two bites, and then I had to go take a nap." <laughs> or what was there was the uh, the regular show episode where it was like the seven meat burrito, or something, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. looked foul, but yeah, you know. there's a lot of the stuff I wouldn't actually eat, but like kudos to him for trying to recreate it anyway. Yeah, and kudos to him for having getting the fat YouTube and Patreon stacks to enable him to buy, like, a hundred billion dollars worth of exotic meats for a joke episode. Yeah. That's the dream. Exotic meats. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we too could buy exotic meats. <laughs> yes. Uh I'm joking. I'm a vegetarian. I wouldn't buy exotic oh, meats okay. with my money. Well, there's that. I would. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, Alright, Carl, what have you been up to in the past week or two weeks? Um, Nothing. Well, I was planning to wash some clothes, and I, when I put them in the dryer, I went to bed and woke up the next morning and realized the dryer broke down. Oh, in in a way where the clothes just stayed wet, or in a way where yes. like all the clothes in there are now ruined. Um, they stayed wet. Okay, that's, that's less it's, bad. It, yeah. It's less bad. That's, yeah. I mean, considering one of the common ways that dryers break down is by catching on fire, like <laughs> that could have been worse. Very but, true. Uh, I'm I'm sorry your dryer broke down. That sucks. Yeah, so now I have clothes hanging everywhere here. How old-fashioned of you. I saw one of my grandmas still does that. She, I don't think she owns a dryer. She just, like, hangs all of the clothes out on the porch 
um, when she's done washing them and lets the mare dry. It's like, all right. I, I, I do not like visiting there for too long a period of time, though, because uh, wearing clothes that have been, like, hung dry, you don't realize how much, like, of a difference fabric softener and or dryer sheets really make until you've had to wear, like, an air-dried shirt and it's like a cardboard board. Oh, no. Wait, what? Do they? That's, that uh, was I my experience, so. is they dry, they often dry very stiff. I mean, my parents still does that during the summer. Do their clothes dry hot. very very stiff? No. Okay, maybe it's maybe it's something in the detergent she uses or something. Does she use like like pure borax and not regular detergent, like the old timey grandma detergents? I have no idea. This is my this is my Czech grandmother, so she uses whatever's common in the Czech Republic. Uh, hmm. Well, I don't know what would be common. So I have, I have literally no clue. <laughs> but, at any rate. We should talk about the thing that we're talking about this week, probably. The thing. Maybe. We have a game we played, you guys. This we is, did. believe it or not, this podcast that's now on iTunes is a podcast where we play games and we do talk about those games. It eventually. We we take our damn time. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you'll and you will like regular listeners will probably notice that we take more time in the beginning if we think we don't have a lot to say about the game. Yes. <laughs> Which I kind of <laughs> suspect might be the case here. I mean, it's a roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> yes. It is not just roller coaster tycoon. It is Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 colon platinum exclamation mark. Yes. Yes. Including the the soaked and wild expansions, which sounds suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really does. Not a porn game. No, unfortunately. Although I'm I'm sure there are mods. Only swimsuits. I'm sure there are mods to turn all of the peeps into uh, nude versions of 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 the peeps. Probably. That sounds I, like it would not be titillating or erotic in any fashion. But they're, they're you know. just tiny little like barely barely legible as people uh figures. But sure. I, I mean, mean I've seen people do worse. Yeah. And I weirder mean, for less. Yeah, I mean miniaturization uh is definitely a legitimate fetish. Uh, and I guess the flip side of that is, like, giant fetish. Um, so I guess it depends on, like, which side of that you're on. Because technically, playing this game, you are the giant. Yeah, I was gonna say, you are a giant, so I guess it depends on if your fetish is, like, being a giant or having sex with a giant. Um, because the latter, this game can't help you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, it it don't did not take very long for us to stop talking about the game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kelso, cover the basics of like an intro of this game. Yeah, okay, it's uh it's it's a theme park simulation management game. Um there's a career mode and a sandbox mode. In career mode they start you off with like really shitty little parks and you gotta make the parks good. And in sandbox mode they start you off with nothing. And you just build whatever the hell you want with uh, with no 
limit in on your money. money. Yeah. Uh, and in, in career mode, you have, like, your money is finite. You have to take out loans and repay your loans and do all the boring businessy crap, like yep. ad campaigns and whatever, so... There's, like, specific achievements that you have to, like, try and reach for each level. Like, you know, you get gold if you get this much money or if you have this many visitors or if you, like, impress this VIP. Yeah. So it's 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 very business-oriented goals. And progressively more, I don't know, interesting, I guess, parks, sort of. Kind of. Yeah, I I assume you unlock because I've noticed as I've been playing, I've noticed there are a number of roller coaster designs that are still locked for me. So I assume that as you level up in career mode, you unlock more um, roller coaster designs and things. I think so. I'll be There's honest. So many designs for different types of roller coasters. Yes, which is good because the build it yourself roller coaster <laughs> uh, tool set is not very good. So, so like my genuine, like my sort of one sentence takeaway on this game is it's like, like a fun simulation that's kind of like crippled by the fact that it has like pretty terrible UX and UI. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Like ah, like the UI is just it's just bad. So, like, there's like. So much stuff in this game, and you play it, and you get a new thing, a new thing, a new thing, and all you think is, I want, I don't want new things, I want to have, to make the things I have better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I I will say, it's very nice when you're playing in career mode, and a thing pops up, and it says, you won an award for best toilets. Yeah, cleanest park. That was most restroom. That was the Whatever. first. Yeah, that was the first award I got. By the way, of uh, this most recent round of playing, it was best toilets. So I see. I so, always get safest park. Do you have a lot of? Do you have a lot of mechanics? I guess not. Not really. I don't think. <laughs> I, was, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how you'd not get that award. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, there's like not a lot of clear cause and effect in this game. Like, you can build a bunch of stuff and then money comes in, but it's, it's hard to tell from where and like what you're doing well and what you're doing poorly. Um, and it seems like you can raise the prices for stuff infinitely if people like it. <laughs> yeah, there's, and there's so much detail. Like, you can literally, control like the n- amount of pickles on the burger at your burger stand Kyla? Uh, yeah. at each individual goddamn burger stand if you want Kyla? i mean you can have a lot of pickle on the quarter pound burger and <laughs> a little pickle that. on the <laughs> it's funny yes, it's yes. funny that you um that you went immediately to pickles on burgers as your example of customization because as soon as you said there's a lot of shit to customize. My mind went to pickles on burgers. <laughs> mine, mind went to pickles on burgers. God damn it, you guys! <laughs> the next one was lemon um, in the water. Yeah, the amount of lemon in your lemonade. Or like the 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 custom stands where you can sell Turkish delight. Who buys Turkish delight? What? Like, why is that a thing that you would sell at a theme park? 
Well, not like not all the theme parks are like park themed. Um, <laughs> like so, so I know when the 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 career mode level that I like played last that I sort of stopped on. They basically give you like Universal Studios more or less, um, where there are no rides to start with. There's just like one big like slow like transport train that goes around the whole thing and there's a bunch of those little um we should probably go through like what the different types of things are that you can place um but there's these there's these things that you can that you can get that are like little scenes or events that you place next to a roller coaster and then they can be triggered when uh something goes off like when a when a cart goes across the track so for instance like um, there's a rock slide and, you know, when people get close to it, like, oh no, now rocks are falling next to the roller coaster. So it's basically like 10 of those, um, and then just like a little train that goes around them. <laughs> so it's like, okay, maybe, you know, they have a Narnia exhibit and they're selling Turkish Delight or whatever. I don't know. Also, yeah. don't hate on Turkish Delight. <laughs> no, Turkish Delight's good. It's just like... Not exactly a carnival food. Yeah. It seems like it would be a, a mess and impractical. At, to be honest, I don't really know what Turkish Delight is. It's like a jelly, and it's kind of rose-flavored, I think. Traditionally, it's like rose water-flavored, or flavored with rose water, I think is the... Uh, um, I, don't, I don't actually remember what it's made out of. I, I once was curious and looked up how to make Turkish Delight, but it's like it's like a... Like a jelly candy that's like cut into blocks, basically. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we should, so let's go through like the types of things you can build in the park. Cause I okay. do think like the category, the way they categorize things are sort of an interesting difference or not difference, but is interesting. Um, so to start with, like obviously there's rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can build rides and they come in the form of roller coasters, yes. which there's a bunch of different like, formats like standing roller coasters hanging roller coasters like standard carts things like that and you can for each one there's like a set of pre-built tracks and then you can also just build your own tracks uh if you want and like save your own tracks which is like everything else difficult to fight the ui to do um is it bad that i did not know that there was pre-built tracks (laughs) there are pre-built tracks carl and it makes and it I much easier I, to play. It makes it much easier to place roller coasters. Carl, did That's you not bad. go through three hours of tutorials <laughs> of excruciating, oh boring tutorials? Okay, okay, I really, I skipped the tutorials. That's fair. I don't blame I you. I did the first. Two. Okay, I'm gonna remove my note here that says I hate roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's a valid like. You you would ex- that like I think that's a valid complaint, even though there are pre-built tracks. I'm sure that when this game came out, one of the big selling points was you can design your own roller coasters. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not sure, but I'm assuming. Yeah. Because so what kid I, doesn't I want to do I actually, that? I think I've actually played this game way back. Oh, yeah? And yeah. the only memory I have is it was impossible to build roller coasters. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, hang on, what's, what was the bullfrog one? Um, I think it was theme park world. 
I'm I'm just looking at what year that came out because okay, that year that game came out in 1999. Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 came out in uh, 2004, allegedly according to Wikipedia. Like the 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 roller coaster building mechanic, at least in my memory, is was so much easier in this game that was five years older and a lot less pretty than than because roller coaster tycoon. Because the is bad. It's like it has nothing to do with like the the actual process. Of, well, I mean it, that is the process of it. Like it's it's about the buttons you have to click and like the yeah. way it's like abstracts the building process this yeah. is bad you don't like yeah you don't place carts or uh tracks track segments within the world you just push buttons in a little control panel and it builds the track sections out for you in whatever configuration you've pushed on which yeah, but it like it, makes it no also sense. does like a lot of estimation about how it thinks the track should go, and it cuts off like when you are and aren't allowed to create certain variations on the track without like really explaining when or why, mm-hmm. right? Like, why yeah. am I not allowed to build like this slope with a chain, but I am allowed to build this slope with a chain, and why am I like not allowed to do this turn with an upward slope? But I am allowed to do it with a downward slope. Like it's it's very, yeah. You're not allowed to turn and like turn and slope upwards. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Uh, maybe because you can't have chains on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not super clear. Yeah. Um. So, so there's uh roller coasters. There's thrill rides, which are like exciting pre-built rides. There's like children's rides which are calm pre-built rides uh there's water rides which i did not look at at all so i don't know anything about them um and then there's like uh animal attractions mm-hmm. uh, also, which is uh, i assume from the wild expansion yeah i found it interesting that um they make a distinction between gentle rides and kitty rides like those are two separate categories and i don't understand why yep but there you go. Um, yep. is, is it like a haunted house? Could that be a thing? There, there is a haunted house, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't know where it is. Uh, I think that would maybe. Uh, I I know I saw it when I was looking through menus. I want to like say attractions or something like that. Because uh, there's also things like aquariums. Yeah, no, and... I think the I think the haunted house was under actual rides, and I want to say it was under gentle rides because like you don't go fast, and I think that's what they use to categorize the rides is like how fast and how much it'll make you puke. Yeah, the the roller coasters have a have a three three prong like um, grading system where it's uh, excitement. Uh, what's the second one? The second one is like I think a it's synonym excite- for excitement. I think it's excitement, speed, and nausea. No, well, nausea is the third one, but it's not speed. It's, it's not something speed? that okay. just oh, means excitement, mm, or like speed. it's like energy or something like that. I think speed is 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 in a different uh sub. Yeah, you can find like the maximum <laughs> speed and stuff like that. Intensity. It's intensity, excitement, yeah. intensity, and <laughs> then that nausea. I'm like, I don't understand what the difference is between excitement and intensity, but okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, and certain people like 
will only like everyone all of the little peeps which are like the little uh you know sims basically that walk around your park have different like maximum tolerances for what rides they can go on so like they won't go on anything that has like an intensity higher than this or nausea higher than this or whatever so you have, have to question. try and have a variety of rides hmm? did anyone of you like actually bother to try and like cater to all of the information you get no no i just built like a variety of things every time and that always seemed to work fine yeah. so mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you, there's a ton of information if you want it. Like, you can look at the individual thoughts of each peep as they wander around your park. But, like, why? Like, you, that's not useful information. It would be useful if that information were collated in some way. Yeah. But, um, uh, and which maybe I mean, there it is, is a page. One of the, yeah. There is a page where you can see all the guests. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if I could just get a summary of, like, all the guests instead of having to look at them individually. Isn't that, like, the park manager? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's probably that exists somewhere in the menus, but I was already, like, flailing around with enough other things that I didn't take the time to go look for it. Yeah, if it exists in the menus, we'll never know, because the menus are a mess. The (laughs) the park manager is, like, a person you hire that will tell you information. Is it? Oh. Yeah. I did not... (laughs) I, but that's, I think that's you start with one. You start with an inspector, with like a rides inspector. Uh, I thought they're just there to tell you if like something is broken. If the I didn't realize on they had a burger purpose. have like E. coli in them or something. Yeah. Also, uh, speaking of uh, of the metrics sometimes being esoteric, uh, I I once built a burger stand and a drink stand. And then looked at them much later and realized that not a single person had purchased anything from either stand. So that I just deleted them. Like, they were open. They were totally open, but just nobody went to them. Yeah, that's another weird thing, is that when you build rides, you have to, like, they're closed by default. And then you have to, like, toggle them open. Mm -hmm. Which seems like a weird default setting, but whatever. I mean, it would make sense if the game was slower. But, but when you can just, like, put down five different rides instantly. Yeah. Um, okay, so those are all the rides. There's also um, the the wild expansion gives you access to animals, so you can build animal enclosures. Um, <clears throat> the uh, soaked expansion gives you access to, like, pools, so you can create, like, wave pools and, like, water rides or something. I actually did not look in much detail into that. Uh, uh, I think the best thing about the soaked expansion is that you can build a pool, and then you can build another pool stacked on top of it. And I don't know how many t- pools you can build stacked, but, like, that's the thing. It's like, you can build tiered pools. So it's really fun to just build a pool that's, like, way the fuck up in the sky and make your peeps climb a, a giant spiral staircase going up to it. And then I mean, having having a slide that just, like, drops them a mile into another pool. <laughs> fun. Yeah. I had so much fun with those expansions. I thought they were great. I will, I will have to look into the soaked ones. Because I I, what I did was I was like, okay, I'll watch, like, the first two or three tutorials, and then I'll just start, and then I'll, like 
do the tutorials for the other mechanics as I encounter them. So I never got as far as the tutorial for the uh, for the soaked expansion. Ah, yeah. Um, and so, and then you can also build um, like sales stalls. So like sell food, sell drinks, sell maps, sell balloons, sell. Um, you know, there's like bathroom stalls, information stalls, like all kinds of things to place. And then you have your generic um, like just decor that you can put in the park, like plants and lights and benches and trash cans and things like that. Um, gosh, I'm probably forgetting, like, there's so many just things that you can put yeah. in the park. With with the expansions, um, the Soaked expansion gives you access to building uh, whale and dolphin shows. Yeah, um, right. Those were hard to make. Yeah, I never really understood yeah, how to make it's, them. It's interesting because it, it basically um, you build the thing and then you go into the, I, I believe it's called the Mixmaster menu set, which gives you a timeline. Like so, if you, you know, if you have dealt with any animation software, it, it's like a timeline like that, and you drop um, like actions that the whale. I see. So can you have do. like. Dolphin feeding at this time, and then the whale comes in and does a, things like that. No, it's it's more like like it's more specific than that. Like, okay, first you we're choreograph gonna have, them. Yeah, you choreograph them. Ah, so like first okay. we're gonna have the whale or dolphin like swim in a circle, and then we're gonna have the whale uh, jump over a, a suspended bar, and then we're gonna have the trainer um, like stand on the whale's back while it swims around. And you can also add in, um, like fireworks and laser light show things. And you could, if you were very ambitious, I think you could probably, uh, compose something that looks really cool and impressive. Uh, yeah. But again, like many things in this game, it's like, why is this level of detail here? Like, what does it actually add to the experience of playing this game? Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like there are a lot of people who really go for that kind of stuff because all of these features are in like Planet Coaster. Well, maybe not like, I don't think they have whale shows, but you can do like synchronized fireworks, synchronized like water fountains, uh, synchronized like laser shows, and like all of that stuff is in Planet Coaster, but, which is a recent game. But like game. synchronized to the coasters, I assume. Or is you that can, not you the can, case? You can have them synchronized to the coaster, but you can also just have them like out in the park as a visual attraction sort okay. of thing. Fair enough. Yeah. I guess maybe maybe we are just like I think this is maybe a genre that is like become a super specific thing and has like expectations from the like audiences that we don't know about because we are not like hardcore roller coaster genre folk. Yeah. Um I mean I think also a lot of it comes from, like, if I had had this game as a kid, when you're a kid, you have a lot of free time and not very many games. Um, and you're more willing to learn bad interfaces. Yeah. Like, I probably would have wanted to sink a lot of time into making a really cool park as a kid, because, you know, if you don't have a lot of games, there's a shit ton of content in this one. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's more content that you could that you can shake a stick at. So, so, yeah. That's true. Although, I, 
like and maybe it, you know for if if like designing a whale show is cool if you can actually like watch the whale show in mini uh and you know like feel that but i still question like what the purpose is of like the pickles on the burger thing yeah because like how like, how do you even notice that that's different let alone like have strong opinions about what it should be you know and how it should, how it affects the park i mean i guess i mean I, that's like part of the financial aspect because pickles i think don't cost anything to add to a burger so if you put more pickles on then you're eating away at your profit margin I guess, but like, <laughs> I don't it know. Makes like, people are happy. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's you gotta, all about the pickles. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta balance your pizza. But so does like, so does like gluttony building, with... so does building other places for them to get food. Like, it seems like an unnecessary level of detail. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. That's, uh, this is something you promote with. Look at how much detail there is in this game. Oh, I thought you were going to say how you promote your park. Like, look at how many pickles we have on our burgers. (laughs) Come to our park. We've got so many pickles on these burgers, you guys. Pickle Park. I would go to Pickle Park. I like pickles. Maybe. This is like a theoretical Hershey Park, but with pickles instead of chocolate. Yeah. That would be so niche. My God. Yeah, well... I'm sure there is weirder. That would be a great park to, um, that would be like a great revenge park to bring your pickle-hating friends to. <laughs> because I certainly have friends who are pickle-haters. I, and I, I think I they think deserve they revenge. <laughs> to be revenged upon? Yes. <laughs> I see. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, to me, I, this game is interesting because there's two clear ways to play this game. One is like, I'm gonna do like a management game where I'm gonna like raise prices, try and get as much profit from it as possible. And the other is play like a Sims game and like, I'm gonna make a cool park. Mm-hmm. And there's like and two there's some completely different parts. Hopefully. Um, yeah. I don't really think there is. <laughs> yeah, I I worry that like I don't know that it's it's sort of like a lackluster version of both in that like the 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 horrible UI kind of ruins the like just make a park for fun part and the like absurd level of detail and difficulty of telling cause and effect for anything in the business sim kind of makes it hard to run the business sim part. I think, though, also that um, maybe people back in 2004 were more accepting of bad UI, especially in a sim game like this, because, I don't know, like, what, what other games at the time, had this much data um, and had demonstrated useful ways of organizing it. The fact that you can't even... You should be able to right-click to cancel the thing you're building instead of having to, like, mouse over to a tiny little X in a, like, sub-menu and close three sub-menus 
to to stop building whatever you're building yeah, that's and like really accidentally create three paths along the attempt to do so. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh god, how many times did you, did you like, <laughs> accidentally create paths? All the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. No, All not I accidentally, did was make accidentally paths. create paths. I accidentally changed the terrain all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe because I handmade all my roller coasters. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't. You know. you go a little bit too deep, and then you back, and there there's a hole in the ground. Yeah, if you undo the new roller coaster piece that you just put in, it does not undo the automatic terrain deformation that it had to do in order to create that piece that you deleted. Mm. So now there's a big hole in your park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Now, we've talked a bunch about how bad the the UX is. Let's talk about how bad the tutorials are. Uh, uh, I didn't play them. Okay. So I can't play. They are, they are about the, like, they're, like, the first passiest tutorials you could possibly imagine. If, like, yeah. the, the first thing you think of when you think of a tutorial, it's like, okay, let's do a series of steps that they read what they're supposed to do, and then they click the button to try it, and then we tell them about the next thing that they can do. And it's just that for pages and pages and, like, hours of tutorial. Also, um, this happened to me more than once where it bugged out on me and it said, okay, now click on this button to do the next thing, except it didn't make the button clickable because it disables... It disables everything else to guide you towards what you need to click on, which is nice of them because there are so many fucking buttons. Uh, but sometimes, a couple times for me, it bugged out and didn't let me click on the thing. So I couldn't advance, and you can't go back. You have to exit the tutorial and start it over again. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. At least they gave you the option to not have the tutorial. Yeah, you can also just yeah. wing it, in which case you just don't understand what half the things do, but that's I mostly mean, fine because you don't have to use half the things, so... Yeah, yeah. and the scenario sort of ramps up things. Yeah, as I say, like, my plan, I decided, like, okay, I'm not doing all these tutorials at once because that would take for goddamn ever, um, so I'm just gonna do, like, the first couple basic tutorials and then play the other tutorials when I needed it, and that mostly worked. I was like, okay, I want to make an animal enclosure. Now I'm going to go, like, save what I'm doing, go out and watch the tutorial on animal enclosures so I can figure out, because I tried to do it on my own and I had no idea, like, I did what it on I was my doing own. wrong. It's not I managed to do all. it. I oh. almost starved my camels because they didn't have a house, but, <laughs> and I built a house. Yeah, so you have to, you build the house, but you also have to build... Like, first you have to build the enclosure, and there's, like, different types of fences based on the type of animal that you want. Oh, God, God, I have a question. Can you change the fence? I don't think so. I don't think you can change anything without deleting it and remaking it. Yeah, but you can't delete it without selling all the camels. Not even if you pause it? Well, no, okay, you can do what I did, which is create... Make a new one. No, use the fence. uh, Yeah, basically make a new one, but, like... Pick the fence that you actually want and make a fence either directly outside of or directly inside of your existing fence, oh, yeah. and then sell the old one. That's yeah. 
so that that was the way that I got my uh, my camels <laughs> to be properly in an enclosure. I wanted to do that, but I didn't have space. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah. most confusing thing about it is so you build your enclosure out of I think it's what wooden chain link or electrified fence, and um, never ever ever do wooden. Yeah. Well, some of the basic animals can do wooden, like I, um, camels. Yeah, but think. they break in like thirty seconds. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, maybe. Um, but but then you have to choose a, a house for your animals. So you go into the houses, and it's like a bunch of different animals listed. But then you actually mouse over the house, and it's like this is the horse house. It can house horses, 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 and camels, and zebras, and ostriches, and like six other things. It's like what? What? <laughs> Why not just call it the herbivore house? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why are you misleading me here? Yep. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then you can drop in some animals, but then you also have to create like a viewing station so that people can view the animals because they can't just be next to the fence and see the animals. They have to have a viewing platform. I think it's because the viewing platform enables you to charge money. Yeah, basically. So, um, and then, yeah. and then the, uh. I mean, you can have them without the viewing platform. Yeah, but then you don't. Yeah, bad for business. Yeah, and you, uh, you just like any other ride, the viewing platform can be turned on and off. It's like this is active and not active. Yep. Uh, the so like on the like on the way there, we hit upon another thing that like frustrated me to no end, which is that if you can't just move features in the park. There's so many times I, like, placed something and I wanted to just move it, like, one square to the left. And you can't. You have to delete it and make a new one. Yeah. that's, yeah. that's That seems like a pretty huge oversight for this kind of thing. Especially for little things like benches and lights. Like, okay, I could see, like, you don't let them do that with rides or whatever because, you know, there's so much associated accoutrement that have to go next to it, like the ticket booth and the exit and, you know, all this stuff. But, like, a bench? I should be able to click on a bench and then move it one space to the left. Like, I should be allowed to do that. You should be allowed to to close the bench. (laughs) And pay for the bench. Yeah. You can, and add you extra can make, pickles. You can make people, you can make people pay to use the bathrooms. Can you? You can. I, I never I mean, actually do that. Is that really weird? It's not, it's not common in the states. Yeah. It's much more common in Europe. Um, in most states, uh, any place where you have to pay to get into, like a restaurant or a theme park or anything, will have free bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, but n- not my experience uh, traveling in Europe. Most places you you pay to be wherever you are, and then you also like you know pay a coin to use a restroom. Yeah, or to get a or to get a like grocery cart. Yeah, which is now becoming a thing it, at some places here. That's it. I haven't seen that. Um, well, okay. I guess I mostly have just seen it at Lidl, which is like. A German, German chain, which they have started opening up on the East Coast. And it's I great, see. by the way. Lidl kicks ass. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. It kicks ass, like, here. <laughs> Comparatively, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Lidl is 
like your Walmart here? Uh, I mean, Maybe. I mean, yeah, I, I understand the comparison, but it's like also every Lidl that I've been to, and maybe this is just specific to once here, but they're like super laser focused where you could spend like hours wandering around a fucking Walmart getting distracted by shit that you don't need. So I like, I like my shopping experiences to be laser focused. <laughs> no nonsense. <laughs> yeah, no fucking nonsense. <laughs> German efficiency. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I'm here for. Okay. Uh, so, the opposite, the opposite of roller coaster tycoon, in other words. You yes. can have, you can choose your currency. Can oh, you? Can you? That makes I can sense. have, I can have crowns as a currency. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. That's exciting. I feel like the currency doesn't matter a huge amount because it's like, I mean, you it's, could pretty much charge what no. you, whatever you want. Also, there's no way that that's, like, a real cost of things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it pretty much uses fake fantasy bucks anyway, so, like, it can be it can You be can buy a roller coaster for, like, $500. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, if we're going to be using fake fantasy bucks, we can give our fake fantasy bucks the name of whatever real-world currency we want. I wonder. I wonder if changing the currency actually changes, like the de- the denominations that things cost in game, or if it's just a labeling change. I, I really want to check that right now. I bet I it's a label want... change. I bet you it's a label change. I, I would. would I even would everything so else well. about this game, I would be so surprised if it wasn't. Although who knows? I mean, it is a very detail-oriented game. Maybe that's one of the details they chose to orient. Because I'm just I imagining. Mean, I would open up. Open it up and check it right now, but if I open it up, I'm gonna kill my ears because they don't check this, my sound settings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's another issue. I mostly played it on mute because, uh, I was playing it while listening to podcasts, so. That's fair. Although, I do, I really appreciate You can have different music for different attractions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can also play your own music as the background music if you want. Right. I built a ride, and the the pre-selected music for that ride, I believe the title of the song was, like, Rock Like a Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Or something. It was, it was, it was Verb Like a Dude. I'm pretty sure it was Rock Like a Dude. I could be wrong, though. Oh, boy. Uh, I will say I appreciate, um, the the level of detail that you get with the soundscape at various levels of zoom. So if you're zoomed all the way out, then it plays music. But if you zoom all the way in on, say, an ostrich pecking at a tire in its enclosure, there are individual sounds for every time the ostrich pecks at the tire. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. And you can you hear it when you zoom in and then it fades out as you zoom out, which is a nice effect. I thought that was like pretty cool when the the one time recently when I actually <laughs> turned the sound back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I played I played like I don't know, four or five of the career levels and then uh tried one custom park. I really the thing is like I really want to make some cool roller coasters. Like the roller coaster building was intriguing enough to me that I wanted to make some cool roller coaster designs. But it's like so hard to get the roller coaster to do what you want. Yeah. 
honestly, I would say just like buy Planet Coaster when it's on sale. Yeah, does that have good roller coaster building mechanics? Oh yeah, it's it's pretty great, and and it's got like full terrain deformation, so you can you can sculpt the hell out of your park and make it actually interesting and less of a a flat plane or a series of flat planes like these games well, tend to be. I mean, you can you can they do have terrain sculpting in this too. It's not like the controls aren't great, but yeah. they exist. Yeah. I should remember, which, there was there was one particular career level. I think it was the the Western Park, where mm-hmm. just like every time I tried to build a fucking ride, it was like, nope, terrain's wrong, can't do that here. <sighs> oh god, yeah. I had a roller coaster with like a terrain that was slightly down at one side, and I tried to make an exit, and I put an exit and was like up on the up on like. In the air. <laughs> oh no. So I tried to connect it to a path and I couldn't do that. Yeah. I, I spent so much time on that fucking exit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the exits are also like, it's, this is like a super nitpicky thing, but like as someone who tries to make their park like pretty and well organized, it bothers me that like the exits stick out one spot from the, the, body of the ride and then the path has to stick out one additional spot so like every ride has to have like two blank spaces of buffer on the side basically in a way that's just really aesthetically displeasing yeah i guess like theoretically you're supposed to fill fill those spaces with decorative items yeah but who has the time (laughs) yeah i mean and i like i did plant trees and stuff there but you know you know me, I love making grids. That was, like, my main thing in Banished, was, like, yeah. making a really efficiently organized village with the least possible space waste. True. Mm. Uh, mostly, what playing this game made me want to play other sim games. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I haven't played Banished in a while. I should play Banished. Or, like, oh, I should play some more, like, uh, Cities Skylines. Yeah. I don't know. I, I had a good time, but I found myself, like, just adding stuff. Yeah. That was the only thing I did. I just, like, well, here's a ride. Here's another ride. Here's a third ride. Here's, here's, here's three popcorn stamps. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree with that, which, it's funny, like, it, it doesn't sound like that bad a thing, because, you know, that is the point of the game, right, is that you build stuff in the park. But it really does feel like, well... I don't know what to do next, so I guess I'll just add another thing that I don't have yet. It, and, and it's never well, felt important to like adding stuff. Yeah, I never I had, I never had a problem with money. I'm I did a, in the, I did in the, um, the like uh, Universal Studios type level. But other than that, I never did. And if I had a problem with money, I could just wait. Yeah, I was exactly. Always getting profit. Yeah, 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 and it's. It, you're like you're just adding stuff for the sake of adding it, and it doesn't feel like it really matters what you're adding, uh, or you know even where to very much extent. Like it, it doesn't matter what you do; you just like keep infinitely adding stuff to the park, mm-hmm. and then your money goes up, and it's like not super satisfying. Yeah, that's that's why I eventually just kind of fucked up the sandbox because it's it's basically doing the exact same thing with with fewer restrictions, even though there are already very few restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I'm gonna go back and make my popcorn form. Okay. So I just add add popcorn stance. <laughs> see see how see much you can works. get away with, with just popcorn stance. I'll be curious to know uh what that yeah. what that experiment is like. Are yeah. you going to give them each popcorn scan stand individually like a different amount of salt and butter on your popcorn? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> At least they have the option to like sync any changes across all stands of a given type. Yeah. So it's like wait, if you wait, decide wait, wait, you wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, so if you've like changed prices or the amount of pickles or whatever, there's a little checkbox in the bottom of the stand that says like sync all stands of this type, and if you check it, then it just auto changes all the other stands of that type to that amount. That would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that I should play the tutorial. <laughs> did they, did yeah, they well, tell you to do that in the tutorial? I don't even remember. I don't. Not that I noticed, but I I don't remember if I even got to the food stands tutorial. Yeah, I might have. I think I skipped. I think I skipped that one because it's not that hard to figure out how to put a stand at a place. Yeah, and and, and just kind of shuffle. Yeah, and add pickles. And shuffle through the menu until you get the pickle sub menu. I, I will say, like, it's pretty easy to understand what all the action means once you, like, click on all the buttons. Yeah. yeah. And I think most of them have, like, mouse over tooltips. Yeah. yeah. Which you could probably turn off if, if you're, if you're a pro roller coaster <laughs> entrepreneur king, uh, uh, tycoon. Yeah. I was trying, to, I was trying to come up with, like, like, I don't know, you're like the, the, the Bill Gates of roller coasters, but that sounded stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I wasn't gonna yeah. say it, but then I did. You're so. the you're the you're the PT Barnum of roller coasters. Yeah, I guess you do have like lion shows. Yep, I, and orca is shows. It, is it weird that I felt bad building lion and orca shows because in real life those kinds of attractions are often horribly exploitative and abusive towards the animals and I can't shake that feeling I, in a game. I absolutely <laughs> felt the same way. Okay. I didn't build an orca show because I'm like, no, I can't do that to the orcas. Yeah. Even the fictional orcas. Even even and it's it's really cute also. Sometimes. But you get money. <laughs> yeah, but anything will get you money. You can build literally anything from any of the menus to you can, get money. You can sell a burger with yeah, but then no you don't burger get to abuse animals. and all the pickles. <laughs> it is cute though. Like some some of the animations, uh, the the whale will like tip up on its side and like wave its little flipper at at the audience. As as I'm explaining this, I'm doing these actions in my in my computer chair here at my desk. Uh, please enjoy thinking about that. Please enjoy this audio rendition of these actions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's cute. I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't build those. Also because the timeline, the mix master timeline, uh, sucks. So. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> what a UI element, a UI control element that's no good in this game. I'm so surprised. I just. I mean, even just the name, the mix, mix master. It's so stupid. It, it has a certain, like, I don't know, childishness almost to it in a lot of ways. Um, 
with things like Peeps and Mixmaster, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, the, the really, really, really bad menu art. Yeah. There's a lo- lots of like big programs that have stupid names. Yeah, I mean that's true. I think I think the the real thing with it is that the term Mixmaster just reminds me of. A 90s DJ. I was going to say, it yes. sounds like DJ equipment. <laughs> Not even an equipment. Like, that's just what... Like one of those what... programs where you add, like, sound clips and you make a song? <laughs> yeah, or or just like a, a, a middle-aged, um, once-divorced, balding man who plays music at uh, weddings... What was the name of the guy in uh, Dream Daddy? The like sad DJ. Oh, uh, D- DJ Quinn. Mix was it? Was it Mixmaster Quinn? It was something Master Quinn, wasn't it? I think so. Was, was it like it was like Quizmaster Quinn? Quizmaster Quizmaster Quinn. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh. What, yeah, what else can we say about this game? Well, since we're talking about bad menus, let's talk about the main menu, which is it. It's bad. It develop it, it it devotes as little space as possible to uh, like level selection and the description of the level, and as much space as possible to just images of generic like promotional stills basically of of peeps in in the theme park yeah the, the like, best thing about the menu is that you can't click like the options text you have to yeah. click next to it on the yeah, bottom you can only click the oh, yeah, picture yeah. not the text yeah and they this is sort of a like a minor thing but um as a, as a friend recently pointed out one of the like one of the quickest and easiest ways to make your game feel like more polished and more professional is to use like a custom font is to have an interesting font and this uses absolutely default fonts in every case that's true yeah it's like it's like times goddamn new roman or something like that that should be a font times goddamn new roman <laughs> yeah yeah, it's it it really looks like like someone's like, you know, first attempt at a UI or like first attempt at a menu. Like someone who's, you know, doing this for the first time or is a kid and is drawing their own art or something like that and they just made the menu. Yeah, it it really it gives me a feel of uh of edutainment games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes the game feel very, like, cheap and low budget. Even though the assets, once you get into the game, are fine. They're much better. Um, But the menu just makes the game feel really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I literally, when last time, at the end of our last podcast, I just, like, booted up the game to look into it, and I, I literally, like, I think I messaged you guys in in Skype. (laughs) Oh, my God, the menu! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It's and, pretty bad. You know, for all this, like, the game is not, like, atrociously bad. It's playable. 
I just feel like there's probably better roller coaster builders out there, and there's better sim games out there. Yeah. I also think, like, a lot of it has to do with age. Yeah, definitely. But the age also doesn't excuse, like, not being able to move objects around after you've placed them, or not being able to easily delete. But... I, I would guess that a lot of the bad UI um, comes from comes from just being of this time period when everything had to be like really splashy but also kind of fun. Like people yeah. wanted their menus to be fun at some point yeah. instead of just usable. Instead of functional. Yeah. Also, like UI is one thing that's come so far in recent years. Yeah. That, there has that. been a lot of uh, help on that. Also, did we determine, um, I, we talked about this a little bit amongst ourselves last time, did we determine if this was made by, like, one person or, like, a really small team or something? Um, did anybody bother to look at the credits? I probably shouldn't look, have. I'm looking, um, I'm looking, I'm uh, looking, well, the developer looks to be quite large at this point. Um, okay. Maybe the oh, first wait. one. Hang on. The, the, co- <laughs> the company that made this also made Planet Coaster. Oh, no. That, that makes a huge amount of sense because Planet Coaster is basically just this game but improved in basically every every respect. Interesting. Is Planet Coaster like a more recent title? Yeah, Planet Coaster yeah. came out like, I don't know, a year or two? Okay, yeah, a couple years ago okay. then. But they also, okay. they also did, the, they also made the game uh, Scream Ride, which is, I've never played it, but I've seen a little bit of it, and it's like, build the most extreme ridiculous roller coasters you can on just an infinite plane of water. So like, it's not park management, it's not like a sim game. It's just build a really fucking wild roller coaster. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, like I, that's I think yeah. if the UI was good, that would be the best part of this game. It's I think the UI is significantly better. Wait, it says it's a puzzle game. What's the puzzle? Players are tasked to solve development puzzle for roller coaster and thrill rides to be okay. Well. I don't I don't understand how it's a puzzle, but All right. So, it may be that there are newer versions of this that are better or more interesting or at least have <laughs> have fixed their goddamn UI. Yeah, so just um just just get Planet Coaster when it's on sale. It's it's a nicer experience. If you have I any did... desire to build more more theme parks, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I didn't think I was that angry about the UX, and yet the more I talk about it, the more like the the hundreds of tiny frustrations are adding up into like actually, I was really frustrated. Yes. Oh wait, hold the phone. Frontier Developments also made Dog's Life. Do you know about Dog's Life? Dog's Life is a uh. An infamous for being terrible PS2 game where you play as a dog. Um, wait, and, wait, wait! I think I know this game. Yeah, you play as a really ugly dog in really ugly environments, um, and I think um, 
there's a scene where like the villain is a a mean lady who like I don't know catches strays and gets them sent off to the pound and like the big climactic scene is she has taken your dog girlfriend and is going to somehow have your dog girlfriend processed into dog food and so instead you knock the lady off onto the conveyor belt and she gets turned into dog food that's one of the most generic plots I've ever heard (laughs) that does sound like every movie from the 90s granted hang on okay I'm reading I'm reading the synopsis um Eventually, it is revealed that Miss Peaches, head of a cat food company, is arranging for dogs to be caught and smuggled to a factory where they will be made into her cat food. Blah, 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 blah. Some stuff happens. Um, He manages to prevent Daisy, his dog girlfriend, from being killed by the machinery, and she's taken through it on a conveyor belt only for Miss Peaches, the mean lady, uh, to appear with a shotgun. Jake, the dog, farts sending her falling onto the conveyor belt where she is taken through the machinery, which turns her into her own cat food. Well, that's that's a game where farting saves the day, apparently. Yep. Wow, I I can't believe how many games this company has made. For, for a company that, like, none of us had really heard of or thought about up until this point. Like, they're working on... I mean, on... we all heard of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Well, they're yeah. working on a Jurassic World game that comes out later this year. Okay. What? I mean, they're, they're pretty big. Jurassic World is a theme park. So, there's that. It mixes theme park with animal... Like the wild expansion. That's basically yeah. That's basically what this game is. Oh yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures of uh, dogs' life now. You got some you got some good uncanny valley going on there. Yeah, it is. It it reeks of a budget title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's uh it's one of those games I I actually considered streaming it a long time ago when I was streaming weird games. Um. And there were a lot of emulation issues, so I, I ended up not. But someday, maybe. Someday, maybe they'll fix the emulation issues and I'll, and I'll play A Dog's Life. Someday, someday they'll re- release it on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The demand is high. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably inevitable. Fingers crossed. Is it on, is it on GOG? Uh, it was, as far as I know, it it's was only on the PS2. Too. Yeah. So it, oh. it was never like released on on PC. So I see. So emulation was my only option. Unfortunately. Well, so yeah, this uh, a company with a storied history. Clearly, um, I I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about Roller Coaster Tycoon <laughs> Three colon Platinum <laughs> exclamation mark? No, not really. Carl. Um. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> She's thinking I mean, about pickles. <laughs> or popcorn. Oh, pickles. There's a lot of shit to do. Um, you can probably, if you like it, you can probably sink a lot of hours into it. Yeah. I think it's a game for people with more free time or who perhaps value their free time less than we do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> 
there are people who like things with like who really value an absurd level of detail in things. Um, you know, like dwarf fortress is a thing that exists. So, you know, I I don't want to say that like this is I, I, it's not a I don't want to say it's a bad game because there are probably like people who are the audience for this game that's just not us. Um, but some of the UX stuff is like pretty pretty rough. Yeah. I think that's the thing where I I don't dislike these kinds of games as a genre, but this game in particular has been iterated upon multiple times and there's not really much of a point in playing this very flawed game where you can get the same experience but much better. <laughs> but newer and improved. Yeah. But they've changed their map of pickles. <laughs> I think so. Probably. Why would they get rid why would they possibly get rid of the pickles? Yep. There would be I, rioting I th- in the street. I can't think of I can't think of a single reason. Yeah. Not at all. Pickles are important. I don't know. I, I like the actually like the fact that you could like change the food stuff and things. Because <laughs> there weren't much else to do with the food. I mean, but like, it, but it, it made it does the food nothing. interesting. It does nothing, though, as far it as I can tell. It people happy. Yeah, but so and does... It... I mean, look, if you're if you're really into the business side of it... Yeah, sure. Then, then yeah, it does affect your, your profit margins, but... To be fair, this us... is this is why I was never very good at Civ, is because Civ has, at least the older Civs, like Civ 4, um, had a, a thing where you could, like, individually micromanage the settings on every individual square uh, oh, no. in terms of, like... You know, like who was allowed to go there and, you know, what sort of things that produced and, and stuff like that. And I never did. And I was never very good at that game. I like never scored very high. So, you know, maybe I just lack the patience for these sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, I've never played a Civ game because I know that that's not the kind of thing I go down for. But, you know, also, I don't know. They just, Civ just seems really stressful to me. Like, I look at it and I get stressed out. <laughs> I can play, like, one round of Civ. I, I, <laughs> I played Civ 4 uh, a lot, and I enjoyed playing... So, so Huck likes to play Civ, and uh, would encourage me to play co-op with him, Um and I do like I do like playing Civ, but I like to play as a like a cultural society because one of the ways you can win is to just like have your culture take over the world. But the problem is that Huck likes to play military style, oh. which means that my cities were very big and powerful, but he had about like four thousand units, and so every turn I would go like boop boop, okay done, and then he has to individually move his four thousand units to different uh. places. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go get a snack. Let me know when it's my turn. Yeah, playing with others is so slow. Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, it's, that's our difference in play style. So I, I, did end, I, I did occasionally like playing on my own, but as I said, I was not very good at it, so. That's fair. <sighs> well, I think I think we've... We've said all we can say. That's that. We yeah. don't. We don't need to do another sim game for quite a while. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's 
that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're running out of genres. We've done Banished, which is like a small, small, like uh, city, old ye oldie Sim City. We've done Roller Coaster. We've done Spore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I mean I guess we could play a Civ game in the future, or or an actual yeah. Sim City. Yeah, I think there's there's probably simulations of things like uh Will Wright did like a simulation game for all the things like Sim Ant and Sim Life and yeah, Sim World true. and Sim you know there are other ones we could play but we won't immediately. Yeah. Um instead what we're going to play next uh is World of Goo. Yay. Who's introing it? Me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was, was that's good because I was not prepared. Yeah, no. I am I am excited uh I am excited for World of Goo. Um so World of Goo came out in two thousand eight, so it's a, it is also like a decade old at this point. Um and it's uh it's by developer two D Boy, um uh, and publishers uh among others two D Boy and Tomorrow Corporation. Um they did they also did like a another game afterwards, I think a lot of the same people that was Little Inferno. Um if the you know, if this if this sort of game appeals to you. But basically it's which is a very different game mechanically, but similar visually and in terms of like theme and tone. Um so the idea of World of Goo is there are you there are various levels uh where you get a series of goo balls which are like little sticky creatures and you use them to build things. So it's like a physics uh physics builder mechanic. Um and you do this to get goo balls from like one side of a thing to another cuz you're like trying to help the goo escape possibly. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've played this game. I played it a very long time ago. Um, and so the more, the fewer goo balls you can use to build, the more leftover ones you have at the end to escape the level and the higher score you get. Um, and as you progress through the game, you get different types of goo that build in different ways. And so like each new section of the game has kind of a different sort of physics challenge to it. Uh, and the theme of the game is all about um, the evils of capitalism. So, you know, fun times. It's a little bit, it's a little bit bleak, but in a, like, outwardly cheerful sort of way. Yeah, this, I mean, this is one of those, like, early popular indie games, I would say, from, I mean, it's from, like, roughly the same time period as Aquaria, where, I mean, I think this was in, like, the first or second Humble Bundle, and that's why we yeah. don't have it. Yeah, I think it may have been in a Humble Bundle with Aquaria, actually. Yeah. So we're we're getting into classic indie territory here, mm-hmm. which is good. I think we haven't we haven't done one of these in a while. One of one of your uh, grandpa's indie games, <laughs> yeah, from two thousand eight. It's also apparently on the Switch now. Oh, so huh. If anybody, if anybody out there wants to play the Switch version and let us know how it's different, feel free. I don't know if it's out or if it's just coming out, but... Uh, the problem with Switch games is that they usually cost more. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking it up now because, I don't know, that would be, like, interesting to see, but I can't... 
Ten bucks. Not gonna spend ten bucks on a game I already own. Yeah. So. Fair. Um, but yeah, so if you, if you are a, you know, habitual purchaser of Humble Bundles, it's possible you already own this game. Yeah. Or if you, you know, played all the trendy indie games back a, a decade ago, you may also have this game. So come play it with us and uh, re-experience the goo. Gosh, when are we going to play Braid? Let's not play Braid. <sighs> Let's not play Braid. <laughs> <laughs> uh. In 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 five to ten years' time, let's replay The Witness instead. Okay, I actually replay. I actually still haven't played The Witness, so so that'll be well. I'll I'll yeah, five to ten years' time, fresh perspective on The Witness. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, we if you haven't played it, we can do The Witness for this podcast if you want. Do I? I played it. I enjoyed it. It's a good game. I I don't uh, I don't think I bought it ever. So yeah, maybe. I think I actually I think the reason I didn't play the witness is because I I thought that it would make me feel stupid. Oh. <laughs> so it's like it's like the Professor Layton games. It's like I can't I can't deal with this kind of punishment right now. <laughs> it's, it's you know what it's what's interesting about it is it's a game about learning. Um it's very much a game where the me- central mechanic is learning the mechanics of the game. So you have to like literally hunt through the world to find the tutorials to learn the mechanics. Huh. Um which is pretty nifty. Like there's a lot of interesting stuff to say about the witness. I yeah. th- I would say like more so than Braid. Not that Braid isn't like a cool game, but um I think the witness is a much better kind of distillation of um like mechanics as as sort of storytelling I mean, it as progression. I did finish Braid. I did not finish the witness. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember if I finished Braid or not. I think I did. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a really long time, so. Braid has Braid does have like the best, the single best, uh, like mechanics as narrative level in pretty much any game. Oh yeah. Uh, which is the final boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other, there's, there's a lot of other things to do with Braid, so. Yeah. Okay, well, we're not playing Braid. We're, we're not playing... playing Braid, we're playing World of Goo. <laughs> World of Goo. So, join us in playing World of Goo. Yes, and join us, uh, on iTunes when the next episode comes out. And when this episode comes out. Oh yeah! Look us up on iTunes, leave a review, like, subscribe. Yes, please. Um, maybe if we get enough reviews, we can finally get that Loot Crate subscription. <laughs> <laughs> we just shit all over at the yeah. beginning of the episode. Yeah. And if you have something you really want to share about Braid, come talk to us. Yeah. Or if you want to, like, if you've played World of Goo or are about to play World of Goo, come be a guest on the show. Yeah, please. Do that. Any, you can, okay, if you play World of Goo, come to all of us. If you want to talk about Braid, just get at Carl on Twitter. Yeah, just message Carl. Yeah. That's your, that's your, uh, that's your Twitter assignment for the week, Carl. You walked right into it. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> to take messages? Yeah. Just, just to, to receive- um, to receive people's thoughts on Braid. Yeah, to to get some opinions. <laughs> Good luck.
speaking of speaking of Twitter, Kelso, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kelso Timebomb. Uh also at K Timebomb Art, which is where I post art sometimes. And uh I don't maybe I don't know if uh we ever actually say it. Uh <laughs> But we do have a podcast Twitter at Feedback Force on Twitter where, where you can address things about the podcast to us. Yeah. If, if you, if you hate us, but you love the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can just follow the account that basically like just tweets when there are new episodes and what the next game is going to be. Yeah. And then that, then you don't have to hear any of our bullshit. Yeah. Occasionally, I will also tweet if, like, I see a really good deal on a game that we've played in the past, and I'll say, yeah. hey, go buy that game so that you can listen to the episode about it, and like, comment, subscribe, uh, use our uh, Audible coupon code. <laughs> that we will definitely get at some point in the future. Yes. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there's, if we can be sued for like pretending that we have an audible like key code, uh, thing. We're, we're, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone is going to possibly construe us as, as fabricating our association with audible. I'm just saying, like, if we were, if we were to start saying, you know, like, oh, for 10% off, go to like audible.com slash, you know, feedback or whatever and if like people would go there and go like hey something's wrong with this and then like message audible a bunch like this is supposed to be a discount thing (laughs) and we could advertise our discount as like higher than everybody else's discount and then maybe audible would be like who are these who are all these people coming from this podcast that we don't sponsor we should clearly sponsor them they have so many people who want free books (laughs) yeah we're we're a bunch of go-getters in the uh, audiobook (laughs) sphere Yep. It's better, it's better to uh, beg for forgiveness than ask for permission, right? <laughs> exactly. That's how that goes. That's what that saying is, right? Yeah. Um, so, did you mention your art Twitter? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so, I am available on Twitter at Kyla underscore go. Uh, I am also available on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash cagetiger, spelled with a K. Uh, and I do a stream every Sunday morning where I play old nostalgic games to see how they held up that are games that I missed when they came out fresh. And um, we're still playing Secret of Mana, although I did talk today about potentially putting up a poll and to see if people are bored with me playing Secret of Mana and want me to play something else. <laughs> Um, because I'm fine with, like, grinding for infinity, but I don't know if all my viewers are. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my stuff. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Skug3. And you and can, you can send him your opinions of Braid. Yep. Braid? I'm now a spokesperson of Braid. <laughs> yeah. Carl is an official representative of Braid. They're a sponsor of him on this podcast. Yes, we we paid Braid five dollars and they gave us Carl. <laughs> so that would be the other yeah. Braid is the official sponsor of Carl. You got ripped off. <laughs> I would say that we made out like bandits 
and you're easily worth six dollars. Yeah, nine even. Whoa, whoa! Like you're worth you're worth full full Steam price, not just shitty mobile price. I yeah. would say I would buy you, uh, not on sale. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'd pay full price. Uh, what are we doing? Well, this is. Starting to get disturbing. We should probably end while we're marginally uh, ahead. Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 colon platinum exclamation point uh, broke us a little bit. <laughs> Apparently. And that's fine. Sometimes that yep. happens. Yep. Help, help us heal by joining us in playing World of Goo yes. in the next two weeks. And we will be back in two weeks. Did we mention that we'll be back on iTunes in two weeks? Yeah, <laughs> we're still on iTunes, guys. I have to thank you at the uh, the yeah. Despite <laughs> despite how broken we are, we are still on iTunes. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.